have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Movies with Cash and Hightower. Hello everyone, this is Cash. And this is Hightower. Cash, how you doing? Doing terrific, man. It's uh, it's getting to be the summertime now. Weather's turning nice finally, so... It's been great. Puts a smile on my face. Same here, man. We've just... We've had a slew of activities we've been able to do outside, and there's been no rain cancellations recently. Absolutely. So that's freaking fantastic. I was going to say, you've got your hands full with... All the sports schedules and everything right. else. So yeah, just got we just had a t-ball game tonight. Oh yeah, went well. Good deal, man. Oh, excited to be here, obviously, and we got a little bit of a swerve, I guess. Well, no one knows <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I did some editing to our last I did, episode. I did, I did hear that. So they don't. They didn't even know what we were supposed to watch. That's true. That we because we changed it last minute. So I just that's cut right. It, so. I forgot. We didn't swerve. Never mind. So this it's was a blank all- <laughs> slate. It's just a blank slate. <laughs> this was all according to plan. Yep. Just. What we were thinking the whole time. That's right. We just played a game this week of who is your daddy and what does he do? Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> That's right. Kindergarten cop. I'm the potty pooper. It's not the tumor. <laughs> From 1990. And I, I forgot it was Ivan Reitman was the director. That's right. Yeah. I That's right, man. <laughs> I forgot because when we did our uh, director ranking list. I remember I put him on and I was I started going through his filmography. I was like, oh wow, I forgot that this. And then again, I watched it. I watched it last night. And I was like, whoa, wait, that was Ivan Reitman. Yeah, so there's like I feel like there's a there's a few Ghostbuster callouts in the film too, For sure, which is cool. So. Oh yeah. Well, hey, we'll talk more about that here in a moment. But yes, first, sir. we should do some housekeeping. Yes, let's do it. Housekeeping. All right, I will go first. Go for it. Okay. Uh, real quick. Let's uh, let's wrap up the season, the XFL season. Mm-hmm. Let me put two minutes on the clock and ready go. So the Arlington Renegades, the four and six Arlington Renegades, are XFL champions. The the first ever champ. Well, not the first ever, but for this yeah. the new league, second iteration. Yeah, a losing team. That's takes just... it home. I mean, to their defense, they played well, clearly, yeah. and they took down the best team in the league. That's right. And I was telling you before we started, like, the, the score is not indicative of the game. Like, for the pretty much the most part of the game, it wasn't even close. Like, Perez was just dropping them in wherever he wanted to. Luis it was Perez. It was impressive. But, uh, yeah, that, that was good. I, have to, I still have to say, I've, the more time I've gotten away from it, I'm still a little bit salty about the Battlehawks situation. Yeah. I just... I get it. You have to, as The Rock and Danny Garcia and Jerry Cardinal or whatever his name is from Redbird, like, you gotta you gotta try and grow everywhere. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. I feel like proper respect is not being paid to St. Louis because the reason this league is going to have an opportunity to oh, expand yeah. is because St. Louis support, is supporting it. They need to, like, make the championship game in St. Louis or something. Or, yeah. Like, I guess that wouldn't be fair, but... Yeah, they need to do they, something. They need to like reward the city of St. Louis with something. And I told you about the the attendance thing for the Vipers. It was like oh, overall yeah. the entire season didn't even add up. So the championship game had twenty two thousand people, still eight thousand less yeah. than the lowest attended game at St. Louis. That's wild, dude. So good, good for St. Louis. Yeah, but hey, it was fun. Glad that they got through it. No freaking 
COVID had to shut it down this time. So yeah, that's right. Gosh, football just kept getting better and better throughout the season. So yeah, that was it was a fun. It was good to have it back. We'll take it back. It was good to have it back. Hopefully the Battle Hawks will come out on top next year. Absolutely. All right, whistle. Good deal. Perfect timing. <laughs> Nailed it. What okay. else you got? Uh, my other thing, real quick, is I've been watching uh, Mrs. Hightower and I have started a new show. Mm-hmm. We finally wrapped up that terrible, uh, what's that Nicolas Cage movie? I always forget what it's called. Wow. Whether he's looking for the independence. Or... Oh, a National Treasure? Yes, thank you. There's a Disney Plus National Treasure show mm. that we started. We saw like an, when we were in Disney World, there was like a big ad all over because it's Disney. You know? so, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Like, oh, we should check that out. We were like, we enjoy those films. And so it's taken us forever to get through because it's just awful. It's mm. like just, it's like embarrassing to watch. Harvey Keitel's in that. Though, Harvey right? Keitel is in it a little bit. He got some money, is what you're saying? In the yeah, game. and then Bailed. Justin, what's his name? Justin Bartha Riley from the oh, movie. Oh yeah, yeah. He shows up for an episode too. So, but man, it is. There are moments where it is just like embarrassing to watch. So. Disney Plus shows, I think, for the most part, are yeah. They just like they're not I just great saw anymore. where who's the um what the oh man I'm awful today. The CEO of Disney came out and basically was like, yeah, we didn't do a very good job of creating content <laughs> for like the people wanted to like stick around and watch. Shocking. I was like, hey, that's at least he's like being honest. Looking in the mirror, that's yeah. okay. At least he's being honest about it. Yeah, because they've they have some have had some terrible shows. I'll tell you what he should have done is he should have been like, hey, I know I hired this group of people to create this show, but I'm only going to let them go for about 20 days and then say they're not doing good enough. And then I'm going to bench them. That's what they, that's what he should have done. <laughs> that's right. Be very, <laughs> it's what the very... great Ollie Marmol does. Oh, Ollie. Jabroni. Uh, that's all I had. Oh, wait. No, I didn't even tell you what the show I watched. Sorry. Yes, yeah, please. So, show. yeah, we finished their bad show, and we started a great show. We already watched season one. Mm-hmm. It's on Apple TV. I don't know if you have that. I don't. But it's know. called Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon. It's got, uh, what's his name? Keegan-Michael. Yeah, oh, Keegan-Michael yeah. Key from Key and Peele fame. Mm-hmm. And then Cecily Strong. What is her name? From SNL? I, th- I haven't... Cecily Smart? Cecily I, Strong? I think Cecily you're thinking Strong. of Cicely. That's the town in Italy. Cecily Strong. She was uh, apparently born in Springfield, Illinois. Really? But then moved pretty quickly, but she was born there. Okay, there I see Schmigadoon. Gotcha. Yeah, Schmig- it's, uh So basically, it's like these like this couple goes like on a couple's retreat. They're like, you know, working through some stuff. They go on a couple's retreat, and they end up in like a musical. <laughs> like a... Oh, wow. Okay. And dude, I... It's hilarious. There's some, it's like my kind of humor, 100%. Hey, Barry Sonnenfeld's one of the directors. Yep, Men Barry's, in Black. Yep, Sonnenfeld's involved. Adam's There's family. Great cast. Martin Short shows up for like one scene in one episode, but it was <laughs> nice. It was fantastic, but yeah, it was good. I've never even heard of it. I feel like I've heard, I've heard of most of the stuff on Apple TV, but. Yeah, it's, uh, Apple TV is like, uh, I don't know, it's, you don't hear a whole lot about it, but. Just mostly the Ted Lasso stuff. Ted Lasso, yeah. Right. But yeah. So Nice, man. All right, what do you got? Uh, well, first and foremost, because I've I've been slipping the last couple times I need to do this. Hit us up on the socials. Mm-hmm. Movies with Cash and Hightower. Um, Cash and Hightower at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Anytime. Please send us something. Lists, suggestions, positive feedback, negative feedback, whatever you want. Just let us know. Mostly positive. Yeah, we we prefer positive, but we do try and stay positive on the show. That's right. Um, okay, so I just got a couple of updates here. Um, the other night, I had seen previews for this, and my I was trying to like, hey, let's watch something new. So my wife and I rented Renfield. Oh, I want to see that. So 
I'm not going to spoil anything because it's definitely it's what I expected and it's not what I expected all at the same time. Oh, interesting. My assessment is it's solid, okay. but is a very big missed opportunity. Really? Yeah, I thought the previews. I was like, this could be amazing. They didn't but let Cage go full camp, or they, what? I don't no. think. I, in my opinion, they did not. But I will save it for you. There's still some very funny parts. It's like substantially gorier than I thought it was going okay. to be. So I'm all in. I, just, yeah, I, the story was like not what I expected, but I need to check that out. Yeah, I think I. I mean, like I said, overall, it's still pretty solid. Like it's it's, it's worth a watch. So uh, the only other update here. This is a bit of a sour note. I was just telling you about this. I talked about the PlayStation earlier. The PlayStation sound gave out on me, but Twisted Metal is set to get here tomorrow. <laughs> I've been itching to do what this for some time. Cruel twist of fate. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get this sorted out. Matt and Jeff Hardy just showed up. That's right. To put their finisher on you. Other than that, though, that's right. Yeah, finger guns. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I don't really have much else. It was, you you have been busy. I have also been busy, but not with children's. You know, sporting activities. I've just been busy in general, so you're a busy man. I, it's the summer you months. Are it's busy. what you're supposed to be. It's the summer of cash. That's right. <laughs> I just thought of one extra thing. We talked about it a while ago, but uh, I saw Guardians Three, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm giving it two thumbs up. It's still super new, so I'm not going to talk about it. But it's two thumbs up from from High Tower. We're supposed to go soon, so I'm I'm should, look, I'm looking forward to this. You should definitely see it in theaters. Yes, that's the plan. Yeah, tis the plan, Stan. All right. All right. Should we get in to Kindergarten Cop? We're going to play a wonderful game called Who is my daddy and what does he do? Or do you have a random question? I do have a random question. I have a random question for you also. Oh, oh. you go first. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. Okay, I'm going to throw a question out to you. Okay. This is super random. It has nothing to do with Kindergarten That's Cop. That's totally fine. Who is your favorite player? Current player mm-hmm. on the Atlanta Braves, Austin Riley. Oh, great pick! Mm-hmm. You, man, that's I see a lot of you in Austin Riley. Austin Riley, yeah. There's, a, there's that, a reason. Like yeah. he's, he's a big outdoorsy guy. Yeah, he's um, like super classy guy. Love the way he goes about yeah. his business. Yeah, big. I like. He's always showing off his turkey hunting and you know. Oh yeah. Hunting pictures and yeah, just seems like a true to your school, true to your gal kind of guy. Yeah, I'm. I'm big. I'm, yeah, Austin Riley. Love it. Great pick. Thank you. Okay, now on the flip side, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you my favorite Cart St. Louis Cardinal player, mm-hmm. and I think it's obvious. Yes, Nolan <laughs> Gorman. Gormania running wild, dude. I love that guy so much. <laughs> I want to take full credit for Nolan Gorman, even though he's the one actually doing all the good stuff. Not but cool. like two years ago, I, I, don't do if I, I don't remember if I told you two years ago, but you I remember did. texting my buddy Luke. Also, I was like, "Hey, this you better watch out for this guy." I saw some. I saw some game footage. Because he showed up on the on the show, the video games. So I like was looking him up and whatever. I was like, this dude is like a man amongst boys in the minors. Like mm-hmm. this guy's gonna be like one of your best players. I remember my buddy Luke was like, I don't know, we got you know we got some other good talent down here. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you. I remember a, talking a, to you about yeah. he was in a trade rumor last year, and you were like, that's a terrible decision. Yeah, do not. Yeah, do trade any of those plethora of outfielders. Do not let Gorman go. That's not the cardinal. The cardinal way, the running joke now is just to acquire all outfielders that are four <laughs> A outfielders, right. and you just bring them up and don't let the good ones play. Play the bad ones. Well, hey, the like the turmoil in the in the front office has actually like been working out for the Cardinals. It they've, has people kind of yeah. They've it's been like maybe 
fired up, fired them up a little bit, or taking some heat off of the I, the team. And I don't know. I love it's it. working. Though. It makes it warmed my heart to have the national media finally be like, "Hey, there's some stupid decisions being made in this organization," <laughs> and Cardinal fans have been like, uh, "Yeah, we know." Yeah, we've been seeing it for a couple years. <laughs> yeah, it's like. I, Anyway, yeah. but that wasn't your random. Was that the only purpose of your random question? That was it. Oh, okay. I just wanted to give some love to uh, Nolan Gorman, and I was just curious of who your favorite Brave was. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was, like hands down, I love Spencer Strider. I, I obviously, you know, young young guy. I yeah, like I young, like the way he pitches. Young gun. Yeah, I have to say Austin Riley though. Just he's a champion. Yeah, he's a, and he's just a just a good ball player too. Yeah. Like you want to hear a great Austin Riley story? Like when he first got called up. This was this has been a few years ago now. When he he first, got called up against the Cardinals, I think. Because I think his first game yeah, was probably like the four or five years ago. It's, he's been around. He's been around longer than you think. Because he, he had like was in the outfield, right? When he started, yeah, like, he played low left field. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but he got called up, and uh, he actually like caught fire. He played like really well for like two or three weeks. He ended up going down and been up and down, whatever. But anyway, when he got called up, he like he was doing just making money in the offseason, You know, in the minor league contracts. You know, this was before they even got that raise, but. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the minor league contracts aren't that great or whatever. So he was doing like hitting lessons and stuff on the side. And like when he got called up, he must have had just like a website out there where you could just like go sign up or whatever. <laughs> and like as soon as he got called up and had that like monster week or a couple weeks or whatever, like all of his like appointments got like full. So he was like booked. And like to his credit, he kept every single one of them and like, like, you know, yeah. like, I'm sure he had to do a little rearranging. Oh, I'm sure. But he like he did all those lessons and all that stuff. So. See, that's that's that reason enough. Classic, like, yeah, that's yep. a classy guy. True that. Good for him. All right, let's talk about. I got my question for you. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Let's talk about your random question. Yeah, this one is more school centric. So I was just going back through, and I don't know why, because there's no scene of this. But I was like, I vividly remember mine. Did you have a favorite school lunch? Favorite school lunch. Okay. Uh, in elementary school, do you remember the rectangle pizzas? Oh, yeah. Those were, I remember they were always on Tuesdays for whatever reason. But man, rectangle pizzas were the bomb. And when I got older, my dad would like let me get two. Like if he like, you could send a note and pay extra. And oh, get, yeah. Dude, that was awesome. Do you Did you ever get those rectangle ones that had like meat, like meat on them? I think we always had just had cheese, if I remember correctly. I feel like seldomly we would get ones that had like sausage. Oh, interesting. Or stuff posing as sausage. I think it was just cheese, but man, they were so good. So good. But then also our high sc- our junior high lunch was terrible. It was awful. Our high school cafeteria lunch was the bomb. It was like way better than like our college our college mm-hmm. dining stuff situation it was atrocious. Yeah, it was not great. But man, our high school was legit. They had like all these different lines you could go to and like they would they had these uh spicy chicken sandwiches and they'd have these like extra spicy chicken tenders. Oh man. And like the mashed potato. Like I was always super nice to the lunch ladies too, so I'd get a little extra a little extra mashed potato scoops, you know. I made them extra sloppy for <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of those situations. It's okay. When I say I just basically just treated them with respect. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. Like, you you know, treated like, them like, yeah, human yeah, beings. Yeah, I wasn't a complete jerk like half the people were. Yeah. Um, so the pizza is always a solid choice. Um, I'm like spe- specifically senior year because seniors always got let out like five minutes early. Oh. So we always got like – because. If you you know junior sophomore especially like freshman sophomore year like you got let out like you got the leftovers basically ah I see seniors got first pick so I would go through chicken chicken sandwich day two chicken sandwiches a bag of chips and two double chocolate rice crispy oh 
I'm gonna tell you right now, like I'd be in there, like just posted up, holding court in, in the lunchroom, That's awesome. and people be like, "Oh, it looks like uh, looks like Cash is already ready to go." I'm like, "Yep, I was one chicken sandwich down. I was getting ready to crack open one of those Rice Krispies. Man, it was great." You're like, "Man, it looks like Cash is almost done. Just getting started." That's right. This is round one, <laughs> fellers. Oh, Cash, is that a Finnish name? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> nope, just getting started. That's right. <laughs> Well played, sir. <laughs> oh boy, I didn't I didn't land that joke very well. No, it's okay. But anyway, that was it. That was my random question. I love it. I love. It made me think of uh, my off-campus lunch days where we would we said because you left early. Mm. Once a month, we were given off-campus lunch privileges, and my buddy John would somehow he would sneak out early and go get his car, and he would pull up to the front of the building, and like three of us would just like come like sprinting out of the building and like. There was one time I remember specifically where like everyone was in the car and the door was open and we just like ran and jumped in the car like a something <laughs> out of a movie and just like he slam on the gas and Oh yeah. We we used to always go to Godfather's Pizza mm. and we would beat people by like ten minutes probably. That's perfect. We'd be like we'd be on our second plate of pizza and people would roll up. Yeah, because they still had the buffet. Oh man. It was the bomb. That dessert pizza was dangerous too, and especially those in the buffet. Mm-hmm. Which are basically Pizza Ranch now. Yes. It's the same recipe. Yes. Thank goodness. Those are money. I miss that so much. We went to Pizza Ranch like last week with some of my like work friends mm-hmm. or work folks and uh not great. Not a big not a big pizza ranch guy. We went to Cracker Barrel. Oh, Cracker Barrel. For Mother's Day, actually. How was that? Uh we had to wait an hour for our food. Oh, that's a long time. I had a bunch of leftover sausage and hash brown in my seat and milk. Ooh. The missus was sitting in something sticky. Ooh. I mean, it was just, it's just the state of affairs right now. It's yeah, unfortunate. It's hard, to, it's hard to find good help or it just is. any help. I try not to judge too much, though. I mean, it's that you, you only can do so much. Hey, I'll let my mom know. She's like the queen of Cracker Barrel. I love Cracker Barrel. She'll she'll make some changes. I love Cracker Barrel, but I just. How many Cracker Barrels, or how many, how many different states do you think you've been to a Cracker Barrel in? Four. I bet my mom's at like 30. Yeah. I bet she's been to like Cracker Barrel in like thirty states. I would love to, but we've it's pretty much just straight up and down. So like Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia. I know I know we've been oh, to yeah. those. That's true. That's probably it's probably somewhat regional. Oh maybe if there's one in Hawaii, we're hitting up the one in Hawaii <laughs> this summer. That's for Do sure. <sighs> Should we talk about the movie? Uh let's talk about it. I've got a sidetracked here on food and everything else. It was my fault. I'll dive on that grenade. <laughs> I will. I'll I'll wear it. Kindergarten cup. No more complaining. No more Mr. Kimp left to go to the bathroom. Nothing. There is no bathroom. That's right. Which is very appropriate because it's a German word. And we're discussing an Austrian, which is the neighbor to Germany. That's very true. Good day, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's your history? Kindergarten cop from 1990. I don't think I saw it in theaters. But I had to have seen it like right after theaters. I remember watching it a lot. I was a big Arnold kid. This is probably like actually a big reason why. Because mm-hmm. I definitely didn't start off with his like action stuff. I was probably too young for that at the time. But this was something I could watch. And I don't remember the first time I watched it, but I just remember watching it a lot as a kid. So just it was a it was a, definitely in the rotation. I'm I think I'm right there with you. I know this was the first time I saw Arnold in a movie. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I know I saw it when I was younger. I feel like my, not that you're, gener- not that it's generations, but like people my age, you know, it was more of like 
people treated it like Sandlot and heavyweights and like yeah. movies like that. So that like it it was one of those things. That I think I've talked about this with Ferris Bueller. Like I had a love hate relationship with it. Like I loved it, and then everybody talked about it, and I was like, okay, I'm tired of everybody talking about it. And now mm-hmm. that I feel like it's kind of simmered down. Oh yeah, definitely. I've gone I've gone back the other way, but yeah, I I think you're right. In the '90s, it was totally like beloved. Yeah. But like after that, like it, I feel like it's kind of been forgotten. I haven't heard people talk about kindergarten. T- I mean, you still see the, you know, who's your daddy? What does he do? Yeah. The, the tumor. Yeah, I mean, it's like not those, a tumor. Those, those come up all the time. But other than that, like, hard, I feel like hardly anybody talks about this anymore. So I was very yeah. glad when you said, hey, it's streaming. Let's do this. Let's do it. So speaking of, should we, should we do it? Should we dive in? Let's do it. Let's just do it. Uh, we were talking about this too. Ivan Reitman film. It's still... Just every time, I was like, I forget that it's Ivan Reitman. That's so funny. We got uh, Detective Kimball, the governor, Arnold himself, is watching. I don't remember this guy's name being Crisp. Like, yeah, they call him Crisp. That guy, yeah, Crisp. Does he, I don't even think they say his first name. They do. They? Col- oh, do they? Cullen. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because Colin Jr. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Colin Crisp. But I was like, what? Colin Coco Crisp. Yeah, that's right. Colin Crisp. Had a big big career in baseball, had him if he really <laughs> wanted it. Um He's in this mall, so Kimball's kind of uh, watching him, and I said, hey, I really hope it's not the same mall from Commando, because they're going to see Arnold and be like, excuse me, sir. Yeah. You've got some damages the, to pay for. This guy again? <laughs> oh, God, batting down the phone booths. <laughs> I will say, great start to the movie, going to 80s mall. Mm-hmm. Or I guess it's, you know, well, it's 89. Probably filmed in 89, right? Yeah. D- was this Arnold's actual beard, do you think? Or did I he... wrote that down. This has to be a fake beard, right? kind of distracting. It is so distracting. Like, What's wrong with it? It's like, not... Why would you do that? It looks like... It looks like... They took a, they put like a thing of glue on his face and then cut hairs off of another person's beard. Yeah. And glued them to his face. But why would you have such light colored hair? Like make it darker colored. Because he has a beard in a, doesn't he have a beard in Predator? Like for a hot minute? before um, he sh- Doesn't he show up with a beard or something? I, I don't. I could be wrong. I don't think in Predator. I, f- I feel like he does like in maybe one movie. of the Expendable movies. Yeah. It's, I feel like there was a. I don't film with him being younger where he shows up with a beard for like a hot minute. Yeah. And it looked way better. This looks nasty. It's just distracting at first. It's like, what and he's all sweaty and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, God, that can't be real. And nothing more suspicious than a dude with sunglasses and a trench coat walking around Uh, in broad daylight in a mall. Yeah. This like, he could have been the, like the shoot, the grocery store shooter and Cobra. Yes. Well, it's almost like role reverse. Like, cause crisp looks put together and clean. I mean, the ponytail is, a nice touch, but like it almost be like, um, are we sure you're a detective, sir? Because you look like you could be up to some sketchy stuff. By the way, Crisp is the uh, bad guy in Three O'clock High. That's true. Yes, um, the eighties film. Richard Tyson. Richard Tyson. Yeah, yes. it's, he's he's a great bully in that. Yes. in that film. So Crisp goes to this back room and meets the sketchy fellow. Um, Danny is his name. I they mention oh, it here shortly. It's Dan. Dan, Dan now. Dan. <laughs> Meets the sketchy fellow, and Dan's trying to. He's like, "Hey, I saw where your ex is, and you know, given all this stuff, Astoria, Oregon. Astoria, Oregon, home of the Goonies. That's right. About That's that. A very good point. And uh, he's like, "Hey, you know, any information? And, he, and and Danny's trying to get some money out of Crisp, and Crisp is just like, "Hey, I'll take care of you. No big deal. As soon as Danny gives up the info, though, Crisp Cap, zaps him. Caps him. And at this point in time, I'm like, this is still a PG movie. <laughs> It's PG thirteen. Is it PG thirteen? It is PG. I thought it was PG. Okay, so that makes because more sense. Because I have I have that comment as well. This movie, 
I'll just go ahead and say it now. But it has a very, it has a real like identity crisis. Yes, it does. Because at times it wants to be like a hard boiled like police, you know, movie with like action. Yep. With violent scenes and people being shot and beaten. And then other times it's like a just funny like kid like almost like family movie. I know. It's like Billy Madison meets Cobra sometimes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. It's so strange. That's so funny. But hey, thankfully Danny has a a person there, I guess a lady with him. Cindy. Cindy that saw the whole thing. Yep. She's hiding in a box. Yep, she's very she's very reliable. She is super reliable. She's screaming at the top of her lungs. Kimball, brilliant move. I mean, obviously not very uh, appropriate. Handcuffs her to the dead body. Is like, hey, don't go anywhere. He gets results, man. I mean, she's good. not going anywhere. It's good thinking. She's not dragging that body anywhere. And then Chris comes to tell. I, I made this point super i remember this very vividly his mother who's just super pleasant talking mm-hmm. to this person about yeah. you're not doing a very good job i'm trying my best well maybe you need to try something else <laughs> he tells her like hey good news found the kid but kimball follows and he's going to arrest him but these mall cops dude good for them they're going above and beyond they well kimball does walk into the store with a gun already pulled and like True. looking like that True. Like, good for those cops for at least Calling him out. Yeah. And again, I think maybe there's some... This may have been the commando. He's like, we're still scarred from that guy. Just That's right. Just <laughs> tearing up the place. Hey, I didn't... I should have called this out. But when this mall scene opens up, like, you see Arnold, like, looking down upon mm-hmm. Crisp. And he's at, like, a little, like, uh, a little water area. Like, a little... Almost like a little wishing fountain type thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, do you remember it when, like, malls had these, like, open areas and, like, they'd put water in them sometimes? Oh, Yes. So the Springfield Mall, the mall, White Oaks Mall that we always went to, had that like that like sunken area, but there was not water in it. <laughs> Ours was like you could walk around in it and stuff. So I was accustomed to that. And then one time we went, I'm pretty sure it was at the was it the Galleria in St. Louis. We went to a different mall. Yeah. And they had one of those. And me and my sister were like racing somewhere. <laughs> and I was thinking like, oh, I'm going to cut through this. <laughs> this lower section and beat her and i got like two steps in and i was like oh that's water and I, I had to jump out so i had to so i had, had to live that down for my life but so i had some wet socks and shoes hey, well first off there's nothing worse than wet socks oh my gosh tell i me about it. oh i hate that but hey man I, we've all been there i mean i thought i was gonna i was like oh i'm ta- i'm gonna beat her i'm taking the shortcut Splash. I think I told you this before, though. I went my whole life up until, you know, probably middle school. Those, like, smokestacks that, you know, they're around Springfield. Like, those plants, whatever. That Oh, yeah. I was, like, up. I was just convinced, like, one day. I don't know why in my head. I was like, that's where clouds come from. So, one day in the car, I just proudly announced. I was like, oh, I guess they're making some clouds. And somebody's like, what? It's like, yeah, that's where the clouds come from. I'm like, no, it isn't, you moron. Like, I didn't know what was going on. And then finally I figured it out in, uh, in whatever class that we had. I was like, well. Meteor- meteorology class. Guess I'm an idiot then. So trust <laughs> me, it's okay. Hey, they look like clouds when, they, when it they comes do, out. They do, right? That's what I thought. Especially back in the day when like no one cared about pollution. Right. You just, yeah. They just saw them rolling out. No, no big they deal. They were rolling out all the time. Um. So yeah, Kimball arrests Crisp and takes him in, and then he's getting questioned by Phoebe O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Phoebe O'Hara. Pamela Reed. Pamela Reed. Recently passed away, not that long ago. Did she really? Yeah, about oh, no. a year or two ago, maybe. Oh crap! The only other thing that I really remember her in, she was um, Leslie Nope's Amy Poehler's mom in Parks and Rec. Oh, I was gonna say I only know her from uh, 
my gosh. Kindergarten Cop. No, <laughs> what's the other? Well, Kindergarten Cop for sure. What's the one with the uh, Reno Hightower? Kurt, oh, yeah, that's right. Kurt Russell. That's, yeah, that's right. The best of the times. Fo- best of times. Yeah, wow. That's, that's Man, I am horrible there, today. There's our Kurt connection. That's a good there point. You go. The best of times. Um, But basically, he's going to get off because this witness, Cindy, will not talk. She's going to leave. She's not having it. And we should probably mention this, too, that Kimball's been chasing. You don't get a full detail, but he's been chasing Crisp for some time, Quite like years. Some time. That's right. So Kimball's like, hey, I'm not I'm not having this. So he um, does some extra tailing, beats up some scumbags, storms into this shady loft. <laughs> I'm to potty poopa. Dude, that's a great line. It is a great line. It's Absolutely. So good. And uh, super creepy. Like, I hope you get, get to know me over weekends and weeknights and thanksgiving and i was like i do and he's like leaning in if i'm here i'm like dude get away from me seriously <laughs> creeping me out um but hey he's convinced her to go in and do a lineup and then chris comes in which i said he was looking particularly classy without his ponytail in in this lineup scene. oh you like that i did i think i think he looks i think he looks handsome he looks dapper dashing <laughs> She fingers, you know, she says, hey, that's the guy. That's that's the one that did it. So Crisp is going to get arrested. He gets arraigned. And uh, Kimball, I mean, somebody should probably check on Kimball because he's, he's doing a lot of shady stuff, too. Like, he's clearly going to throw his case out because he's intimidating witnesses, beating the crap out of people, and then throwing Crisp into this, like, side room and trying to yeah, he would get be, him to cut a deal. He's got to be investigated by internal affairs. Yeah. No doubt. But, like you said, he gets results. That's the important thing. That is true. So he's trying to get Crisp to roll over on his dealers. Crisp won't do it, so okay. Can't do it. And then the captain, who I recognize this guy from a few things, but I don't know, his sister act is always the one that sticks out to me. Okay, I say he did look familiar, but I never, I didn't look him up. He's like, he tells Kimball and Phoebe that they gotta go to Oregon, and they've gotta find his ex-wife and kid, get them to talk, get everything to figure out. And, oh, by the way, Phoebe has got to go undercover as a kindergarten cop because they know the son is in that age group. So, Correct. Totally seems up on the up and up. This movie is going to be super boring with Phoebe being the kindergarten teacher. This really no fish out of water situation. How on earth they set that up, though? Like, if you contact the school and be like, hey, here's the deal. We're going to send a cop Mm -hmm. to be, I mean, I guess to her credit, she mentioned she was formerly a teacher. That's true. I guess kindergarten, but that's a very formative time for it is. young students. Yeah, and you can't just be playing with that. Seriously, dude, like it's that's wild, man. So then they get on the plane and they're going over all of um, his ex-wife Joyce's accomplishments. Which I so they're like, she's captain of the softball team. She's first violinist. She's a cheerleader. I don't know why. When I was <laughs> I watched it today, I was like. Soccer style kicker graduated from College <laughs> High in 1976. May graduate such university with honors and made two, oh, two NCAA Division One records. What do you know about Ray Finkel? <laughs> and one hell of a model American. That's great. Um, but I always remember too. Like I remember from when I was a kid, thinking it was like when he snaps that pencil trying to scare oh, the yes. kid. That's great. I was like, man, that he's so strong, and that's. And then I, the older I got, I was like, that's that's super easy. It's yeah. like really easy. I can do that right now. Yeah, it's no big deal. I, I love you that. You know where the weight room is? <laughs> I love the kid that sits directly behind him who keeps slamming into his seat because mm-hmm. that's like that's legit happening. That kid is throwing his body like that's. I love it that that kid's doing he's, that. He's too. selling it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so great. Um, yeah, and they're like I said, they're so they're going over everything. They're going to pretend to be a married couple, but then Phoebe just out of the blue 
move those tree trunks. I got to go to the bathroom. I'm going to throw up everywhere. She's not feeling so hot. And uh, yeah, they spend quite the uh, quite the trip out to their hotel, stopping, puking, stopping, puking, and then finally, just Kimball randomly drops in. I have a 13 year old son. Right. Lives with his mom. 13 year old son lives with his mom, and I have a ferret. And I have a ferret. <laughs> Which I was, I said the same thing. I was like, 13 year old son and a ferret makes total sense. Got it. Yeah, exactly. And weirdo. This is to your point, too. Like, there's a couple times, especially here, I'm like, what? okay, well, that was a jarring change of like, yeah. <laughs> I have a 13 year old son. What's this ferret doing? Dude, there's a like, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of kids that are going to need therapy after this movie. Oh, there's God, some yeah. like hard hitting issues that are kind of like swept under the rug, but. Yes. But, but kind of addressed, but then also like some of them in like a funny way. So it's just, I don't know, it's interesting. That, and there's like, there's a lot of like children of divorce in the film and yeah. stuff like that, which I hey, that. it happens. It does. So, I mean, it's the real world, but it's just, man, it's just interesting. Like, I feel like, you know, yeah, how I, much they featured it. I'm like a quarter of a classroom, maybe usually not 75% of the classroom. Like yeah, it sounds especially, like this area. Especially in 1990, because like nowadays... I think the right the rates are higher. It's like and then yeah. I feel like in the nineties they would have been substantially lower. Yeah. Well, and to your point too, so Kimball's gonna have to step in as the teacher and so he heads in and then as soon as he gets there, Joyce is talking to that one kid, she's like, I know you hit her because she poisoned your hamster. Yeah, what was that? What in the hell? Yeah. It's like well, you need to check on both of those kids. Did the hamster die? <laughs> yeah, I mean obviously how do you Because I mean, that's like that's a like that's a like red Red flag number one for a future serial oh, killer. Oh, God, yeah. Pet, yeah, the pets yeah, stuff. That's, that's Jeffrey Dahmer stuff. Jeffrey like, Dahmer, all those oh, all those weirdos are always, like, killing pets. I just didn't remember that. And then she's, like, so casual. And she, like, makes eyes at Arnold, too. But it's like, hey, I know that this kid poisoned your hamster, but don't worry about it. It'll be okay. She's like, I'm taking care of this situation. You don't hit. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure if somebody poisoned my Dude, pet. If they poisoned my cat, yeah, there'd be I don't care who pay. you are. Yeah. You're getting popped. You know, so Joyce is Penelope Ann Miller. She sure is. Do you know what film she's in that we've covered before? Adventures in Babysitting. That's right. She's Brenda. That's right. Brenda from from Babies. She sure is. Adventures in Babysitting. I did. I was going back through. I was like, I know she's in, in another one. So I still need to go back and watch Babysitting again. It was Such so much fun movie. when we did that. Such just, a great movie. I get tunnel vision when we go every movie when we pick, an, or pick a I know. movie a week. I hear you. Uh, so then the principal... Um, starts talking with Kimball, who I know she's been in a few things, but most importantly for me and, and obviously for you, she, she's, in, she's in the original Dune. Oh, that's right. Is her name Linda Hunt or something? Her name is... Oh, I thought I had it up. Not, not Helen Hunt. Not Helen. Not Mike. <laughs> Definitely not Mike. <laughs> Definitely not Mike. Um, Linda Hunt, you are correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. She's the voice of the tiny little lady in The uh, Incredibles. Oh, that's right. That's her. I got to give her credit, though, because she she immediately, she's like, okay, I get a call from the police that someone is going to be replacing this teacher of 25 years for mm-hmm. a kindergarten class. Yep. Then I then it's somebody else now, and do you have any teaching? And she's like, any time that my kids are potentially in danger, I'm calling the cops. I mean, she, she runs a tight ship. Kind of. I mean, she kind speaks of. a big game. She does speak a big game, which I respect. Then later on, we totally see like kids being in danger, and she's like, oh, "We'll give it a couple of days." Yeah, he'll quit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "You want these kids to like potentially get hurt or something happen?" 
I'll tell you what else too. So that right after that, she takes him, takes him to the classroom. And did you notice there's a loft in this classroom? Uh, no. Yeah. There's a, a loft. Yeah. So there's steps up and there's a second level in this classroom. I will say this classroom is like massive. It is. I never noticed the loft though. Now but I need to go back and watch it. I, did, I was watching it today. I was like, what freaking class has a loft in it? Dude, that's nuts. Mrs. Hagley had to leave, and this is Mr. Kimball. He's going to be taking over. Did she die? <laughs> no. <laughs> She's going to see somebody. Did they die? That's great. <laughs> no. That's like total. That's like, man, if you're here. I, I coached a like a preschool t-ball team tonight, and like that's that's 100% spot on oh, with the yeah. questions you, you would get. Yeah, just the most random, oh, yeah. strange questions. Oh, yeah. So... Kimball tries to get to know the kids, and you get the little kid from uh, A New Nightmare and whatever, Miko, whatever his name Cemetery, is. Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery, yeah. And he, also, he was also featured in um, Family Matters, not Family Matters, wow. Uh, with Full House. Full House, thank you. Man, yes. I am off my game tonight. Boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> and uh, Kimball immediately has to flag Joyce down to help with that little girl that oh, can't get her suspended. Oh, love that little kid. Yeah, she's, she's great. She, she's like one of my favorites in this classroom. She's fantastic. I gotta say, for the all the kid actors in this, they all do a pretty good job. And they were like ninety nine percent of them were not even like actors. Yeah, obviously a few of them cause that we know were, but at the time, most of them were just like hired to be like stand-ins. Yeah. No, they did good. Can't uh, can't turn your back on the kids though. Nope. It's like the ocean. Never turn your back on it. Yeah, and he's a, what a terrible, <laughs> terrible line. Yes. He goes back in. It's shut up. Your chaos. Yeah. And of course the kids start crying, but then he immediately rectifies the situation by going and getting his pet ferret. Dude, I thought he was like running away. He parks so far away. Is there I not know. a staff parking lot? Apparently not. God. Well, he's not technically staff. So. He parks <laughs> so far. Away. Yeah, but like. I feel like if you're a substitute teacher, you're still allowed to park in the... I would think so. Maybe it's, maybe they don't have a parking Actually, it's Schneebley. <laughs> um, yeah, he takes a big risk, though, because he's like... He, and I know he mentions it before. He's like, the ferret never bites. Like mm, He says that several times. Okay. Right. So if the ferret never bites, but you, you're a substitute teacher trying to keep a low profile, and you bring this ferret in, mm-hmm. what happens as soon as it bites a kid? That's right. But I guess he's doing what he can do to get the kids to stop crying. So sometimes when you're in that world of teaching, it's just uh, yeah, gotta survive, kill or be killed. So that's, especially if you're a substitute. Oh man, yeah, yeah, just do whatever you can to get from one moment to the next. Yeah, <laughs> and then after school, Dominic really takes Kimball down a peg. Yes. Oh yeah, he's... she was terrible, or she's better than you. Yeah, my swim instructor's better than you. <laughs> Is there anybody that's not better than you? I don't know that many people. That's great. And he, of course, collapsed at the end of the day. He he makes it through the first day, but then day two starts off with a lot of stereotyping. I didn't I didn't feel, I didn't care for this. Oh, which uh, people, people bashing male kindergarten teachers and being like that's oh, weird. The, yeah, and calling them gay and a lot then, of yeah. A lot then of, they immediately are like trying to hook up with them. Yeah, a lot of oogling and ogling. Did you notice one of the moms? My eyes are up here, ladies. One of the moms <laughs> was from uh, a show, Empty Nest, I believe. She was a nurse. I did not know that. I watched that show. She had kind of, she had a very, I think she had like one speaking line. And then there's that one mom that comes in and clearly is trying to hit on him. Yeah, the blonde lady. And she kind of pops up a couple times, but. Sylvester's mom? Yes. Yeah. She looks familiar. And then we play probably the most famous game from this movie. (laughs) Who is your daddy and what What does does he do? do? (laughs) You know, this was all non-scripted. With the kids? Yeah. They literally put the kids out there and asked them that question and then just 
put the best ones in the movie. It. I mean, they all the the stories are awesome. Like they got they're some very great funny. Ones. Yeah, they you can tell because like there's oh, yeah. great answers. What's wrong? I have I have a headache. Maybe it's a tumor. <laughs> it's not a tumor. It's not the tumor. <laughs> That's great. I tell you what, it's all fun and games until the en- entire class starts piling on poor Zach, calling him a poo-poo doo-doo oh, head. Why, yeah, why didn't he stop that? I don't know, man. That was a... Yeah, he just didn't say anything? I like, hate dude. to see that. And this whole subplot, we'll get a little further dude, into this, it. This gets dark. Man. I don't like this at all. Yeah, it gets real dark. <laughs> I did not care for that at all. Real dark. Uh, first of apparently many fire alarms, though, go off to prepare for that. <laughs> and it does not go well. That's a great visual, too, of him coming out, like, holding two kids by their, like, clothes. Yes. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> and the principal, she's, like... Shame. She shames him. She she should be shaming him, but she shames the kids, the, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's their kindergartners. I was like, what are you, lady? Yeah. I get what you're going for here, but come on. We need to... We need to give a little bit of slack. These are children. I'd expect more from a varsity <laughs> letterman. <laughs> what are we doing with this, bub? Come on. <laughs> so... After all this, Kimball um, opens up to Phoebe a little bit, and well, so okay, I, I'm jumping ahead here. Oh, I'm jumping way ahead. I got way ahead of myself here. So we got a dinner date. Yeah, Phoebe, so they go to the dinner date, and then Phoebe is who's supposed to be his wife. They Kimball runs into Joyce, and then she starts talking in this terrible, yeah, awful Austrian accent. I'm not even sure I'd call it Austrian accent. It's I don't know. Some she's, weird European accent. Yeah. She's trying to make it seem like they're brother and sister now because she can see yeah. what's going on. Things of this nature. That's right. Um, so they're anyway, they're talking back and forth and get a little bit more information and just about like, okay, this is a small town, there's a lot of divorced people, blah blah blah. So it's the divorce capital of uh of the world. Yeah, is that apparently, she said or something? Yeah, like, it's something that, like that single, one mom's yeah. oh single parent capital of the world. That's I was what it like, was. That's just such a weird thing. Yeah, that's a weird statistic. So, anyway, dinner goes well. He and Kimball and Joyce kind of hit it off. And then Phoebe's kind of trying to badger him about it. And then he just has a little bit of a, a moment with Phoebe. He's like, hey, these kids are pushing me around. I don't know what to do. She gives him great advice. Say, hey, run it like like you'd run any right. any training with takes the police him, officers. Takes him to police school. That's right. And that's the next day. We got some serious discipline. I love it. And we get a montage. This is just good classroom management. Even Rocky had a montage. Rocky had a montage. Always fade out in montage. <laughs> now this is just good. This is just good classroom management. The it best is. the best teachers always have good classroom management. I think it's been pretty well established that children crave discipline. Oh yeah. So they if need you it. if you are consistent with your discipline, you don't have to be a jerk about it. That's you right. don't have to be too much, but if you give them discipline, they're like, Hey, there's expectations. Yep. I'm rewarded for what I do. That's right. You show them what happens if you step out of line. Yeah, I absolutely. I agree. I'm, I'm totally fine with this. He Kid, does a great job. Kids need consistency and structure. That's right. Absolutely. So they get that montage, and the kids clearly are uh, doing good. But then the kids in the classroom, like I said, they, they know way too much about divorce because they're getting ready for nap time. Oh, yeah. And then he gets this like weird, sappy moment of like, yeah, my son, I used to read this story to my kid, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's he's young, and I they're divorced, and then they're like, well, that's when your dad doesn't want to see you. I was like, yeah, this is... He doesn't, like, automatically, he doesn't immediately correct them either. He's, he's no. like, lets it hang there. I'm like, you're like, the correct answer is like, no, that's not what that means. <laughs> yeah, no, like, that's... Yeah. But he's just like, oh, okay. 
And the, I, th- I feel like it's a missed opportunity with the lighthearted comedy. One of the kids should just chime in, be like, "Yeah, this is an opportunity to get two Christmases or two right, like yeah, birthday. like right. oh ha ha, make light of it." And not your parents <laughs> competing for coolest present. Right. Your parents don't love you. Oh, okay, cool, thanks. <laughs> so yeah, Kimball reads about a page of that story, and then all of the kids fall asleep. Most unrealistic part of this movie. You think? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, there are times where all of them. Yeah, probably not all of them. That's, there are, that's my problem. There are times where kids this age will just be going 110%, and then you like do one other thing, and then like I'll turn around and Nashville's like, we'll be doing something, and we'll turn around and Nashville's be passed out. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, you know, you got little kids too. Like, I could see that, absolutely. I just, the part, I drop on a dime. All of them. But yeah, all of them. Not a chance. Not. Yeah. And especially with how close together, packed in like sardines. Good call. It's like laying on top of each other. And then he has this uh, nightmare. About crisp. Oh, I like that scene. Shooting through the glass. Sneaks up That's to right. the window. Yeah. Thankfully, it's just a nightmare. That was just a dream. Just it's a nightmare. A dream. <laughs> I like, Ooh, it's a nightmare. I like, um, I like your song better. Joyce comes to ask for dinner too, so she's making the first move. Another dinner date. Absolutely. Just, just them this time. Just the two. Well, I guess three technically. And that toe tag, Dominic. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> a little punk. Third wheel. And then Kimball goes back to the hotel and then busts in because he's not sure what's going on. It looks like somebody's broke in, but it's Henry Shoop. It's Henry. <laughs> it's Phoebe's fiance. That's right. He's there. He's a chef. He's a chef. That makes sense. He's a naked chef. Yes. So this is very strange. I'm not sure why this needed to be in the movie. It's really pointless. One hundred percent. I guess to like. I mean, I guess maybe they wrote it in so like. There is Our, no sexual tension yes, between there would, those two. Yeah, it, like it would clearly define their relationships. Even though there is still kind of at the end of the movie. Oh my god, I, I wrote that too. Yeah, but anyway. That was that was weird. We'll get there. Right before her yeah, fiance exactly. walks in the room. Literally right before your fiance walks in. Like, Super strange. What's going on here? Um, so then Kimball goes to... Yeah, so anyway, so the, Kimball catches up to... Um, Zach's mom, yeah. Oh so that's, gosh, yeah. yes, Mrs. Sullivan. This is that dark subspot. So, yeah, she's make... like, I bet you notice the bruises on Zach's legs, right? Because he's just he's thinking this might be the the kid, the yes. family, and then the mom spills the beans about him getting beaten, and then he's like, "Does he hit you too?" And she didn't say anything. Yeah, it's like, I like what in the hell? Like, why was this necessary? I mean, I know, I know again, it happens. It's unfortunate, it's disgusting, but it happens. But it's like, man, did we really need this? And Yeah, it was weird. It was dark, man. I did not care for it. And they played it, like, they played it too, like, you know, like a lot of times where the moms, I mean, obviously they love their kids and normally they would say stuff, but they're so scared or, you yeah. know, they're so like, they almost like defend their, you know, abusive husband. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, that's so like true, true life right there. I, like, yeah, I just... And he's like threatens to like report, like call the police or whatever. Yeah, because he's like, if it happens again, I'm pressing yeah. charges. I'm like, jeez, dude, that poor kid. I know. So then, pivot to a completely lighthearted moment of Kimball getting ready to go to the dinner, and joking with Phoebe about you know flowers and wine and everything else. So then he gets to Joyce's house, which she's super suspicious about. She's like, yeah, it's my friend's place. He lets me just stay here as long as I take care of it, which. That's right. Super weird, but whatever. It's a huge house. And then Dominic shows Kimball the special place where he puts all of his lasers. He's got a cool little tree for it, man. He does. And he's like, I'm going to put my lasers here, and then one day I'm going to put lasers up on that tower. That's right. Which I was like, hey, maybe Kimball, give give your new uh, 
New lady heads up like, hey, your kid's talking about climbing a tower. Yeah. Did you notice what his lasers were like shaped like? I did not. They looked so very eerily similar to a proton Oh, yeah. Because I was thinking the aluminum foil things that he was yeah. hanging later. So, but you're right. Yeah, when he like pretends to shoot him, that's it right. It like 100% fashioned after the Ghostbusters oh. proton guns. Um. So yeah, he's talking, telling Kimball about us and like the bad men. I've got to protect us from the bad men, to, to, so we don't have to leave in the middle of the night. So again, Kimball's kind of starting to get a little mm-hmm. suspicious that he may have figured it out. Um, and then Kimball like slinks away to start looking through the house. Yeah, it was kind of a shady move. Well, it's a shady move, but it's also like tactically just stupid. Yeah. Like you could so easily be caught, and there's no excuse that you could have. Right. Then you're a creeper, and you're thrown out on the street. Yeah, and he's clear, and he's going through her drawers. Too. Yeah, was like, it was, yeah, personal in like that little office area. Yeah. Oh, Brittany's mom's. Um, so Dominic catches him and is like, "Hey, what are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I completely got lost." And Dominic's like, "Oh, you idiot!" Basically, like, come with him. Like, <laughs> Dominic's a sh- sharp enough kid; he should have known. And like, something's going on here. Yeah, something ain't right. But neither here nor there. Um, he's a kindergartner. We'll cut him. We'll cut him. Give him a. Give him some slack. And then Kimball kind of pries a little bit with Joyce about their exes and things like that. And, you know, do you, does he pay alimony? And does he still live around here? And then Joyce basically is like all but confirms. Yeah, the truth comes out. It's it's Chris because she's like, he was young and or I was young. I didn't know any better. We ran away. He tried to take Dominic in the middle of the night. So we just got out of there. Like, okay. P- to me, that's pretty obvious. Like of all of the kids, that's yeah. the one that you're dealing with. Right. And then, for some reason, Phoebe is not convinced because the next day they're prepping for the uh, Gettysburg, Gettysburg address. Ad- yeah, Gettysburg address, and Phoebe's there, and she's like, "I don't think it's him." And she's like, "It has to, it, literally, it has to be yeah. them." Like, I don't know who else it could be. I have be. a feeling. Hey, also, the most ridiculous part of this movie is that they would have kindergartners learn the Gettysburg address. It's a long speech. What about Sylvester's mom bringing in a pony? Yeah, that was kind of also weird. That was weird. But yes, I agree with you. Like I learned, we had to do the, we had to like learn the Gettysburg address in like seventh grade. These are kindergartners. Yeah, they can barely remember their last names. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I know they each only have like a line, but they're all saying it together. It's true. I don't know. Seems seems like a stretch. Things were a little stricter back in the day. I I guess. Yeah, that reminds me. I meant to tell you the story. I had I got I got to pause here to tell you my. Stay at home story. Or stay at home oh, yeah. story from fourth, fourth grade. grade. Okay, so you had mentioned um, one of your children staying home mm-hmm. at one point, not really being sick, but saying they were sick. So, yeah. Yeah. fourth grade, shortly after my birthday, I had gotten Billy Madison Ooh. and Happy Gilmore on on VHS. Um, I have never been a big proponent of going to school because I just. It wasn't my cup of tea. I did it. Fair enough. I was not good at it, but I did it. You did your time. Um. So, like one day, I went to school and I was just like, I've, I'm like, I just don't want to be here. And so I just, I started crying. I was hysterical. My teacher was like, she called my mom. She's like, I don't know what's going on with him. He's crying. He's, he's freaking out. Like, I don't think he's sick, but something's wrong. So he's like, Can you come home? So like, started like almost kind of questioning my mom. Like, is everything okay at home? I went home. Mom's like, are you feeling okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. She's like, okay, well, are you hungry? I said, yeah. So dad brought me home McDonald's for lunch. Dude, nice. Watched, watched the movie. Everything was fine. Next day, same thing. 
third day did it again and finally the third day like my parents sat me down they're like hey are you sick i was like no you're like then you need to go to school so just it was super weird like super random that it happened like all those years later did you get three days off that's awesome my parents my parents like one day were just like trying to be nice they're like hey what like what was that all about like was somebody bullying you i was like no they go, why? I said, I just want to stay home and watch movies. They go, yeah. are you serious? I said, yeah, I just, I didn't want to yeah. go to school. Obviously. They were like, unbelievable. So they <laughs> like retroactively pissed at me because I was like, That's I don't awesome. feel good. I don't want to go to school. And I think mostly because at one point the the teacher and I, I've known her like, we're actually like semi-friendly still to this day. Like the, she, cause she makes fun of me about it from, from doing it. But the teacher was brand new that year. So she was talking to my parents like, like, is everything okay at home? Like, is, is something going on? Like, you know, are you guys doing it? Like, basically, not insinuating that they did anything, but she's just like, I yeah, got to know. Like, just checking. Yeah. So it was just so, like, retroactively, like, yeah, five years awesome. later, they're like, what the hell? You're lucky, man. My parents never would have let me come home, especially for three days in a row. They'd have been like, get your, get your butt back to school. I mean, I was like, I remember because it was to the point, like when I went, I was hysterical. But you know how like you can get when you're little, like true. the world's ending, everything can be. What were you, fourth grade? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's how old Adelaide is now. Yeah. So I was just like, I, I wasn't having it, man. Which is funny because that's what exactly what she pulled on me today. So yeah. So there you go. I got to make sure yeah, I don't let her get me tomorrow. If she asked for McDonald's, dead yeah. giveaway. She's like, oh, I don't feel good, whatever. And she, like, we got home and she just like had like the afternoon off just. Watch the movie, just hanging out. I can't remember for sure. I know I got McDonald's for lunch a couple of days, but I'm pretty sure at one point too, like I had McDonald's, and then I was like, like mid afternoon, I was like, "Hey, I'm still a little hungry. Can I get another snack?" <laughs> there was something going on there because she didn't eat anything. So I guess like that part. Yeah, that's I'm sure fair. she. I'm sure she felt like just a little off, probably. But anyway, there definitely you go. not sick. Fair warning: if you got any kids out there around that age, don't let them pull that. Yeah, move. don't let them pull a stunt like that, especially if they got Billy Madison Billy and Happy Madison. It's awesome. They ask for have if they ask for McDonald's and they're watching movies. That Veronica Vaughn. <laughs> that is correct. All right, back to yes, Kindergarten Cop. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. So, Zach's mom shows up after the play or the Zitch. recital. And she's like, I'm so sorry we had car troubles. And Kimball goes back, hey, bud, and just puts his arm on his shoulder. And oh, the kid winces. More like, bruises. Oh. And as soon as that happens, I was like, oh, my gosh. And then he comes busting out of the school. And then his mom is like, it's really okay. Like, it was an accident. I, I, they're trying to pass it off like he fell down yeah. the stairs. And that's what you always say. You always, People like you, you always say you fall down the stairs. And then Zach's dad. Isn't it weird that they're both there? Well, it's also weird because they... To your point, like they try and present it like a real life situation where you think like, okay, this guy's beating his kid. Yeah. He's probably gonna look like a deadbeat. Yeah. Like, no, he's got a suit on. He acts like totally professional. Like you'd never suspect it. Mm-hmm. It's the whole thing. I was like, man, that just. He immediately, he like immediately flips though. He's, oh yeah. He like says some kind of a greeting. Yeah. Then Arnold makes a comment about him beating his kid, and he's like, "You son of!" Like, That's he right. Tries to throw a punch and. Yeah, and why would you try and throw a punch at Arnold? No kidding. You would, yeah. You, I mean, a guy who beats his kid though, he's clearly a, an idiot. So. I mean, I guess, but nineteen ninety, Arnold. Yeah, you the, know your, know your in limitations. In his prime, that's right. Thankfully, Arnold beats the crap out of him. He, he could have been worse. He actually stopped himself. He sure did. He used some self control. Yeah, you're not worth it. Good call. It's a great. I love that movie trope where like people are beating people up and they're mm-hmm. just like 
they stop. I'm just like, you're not worth it. That's awesome. I love it. And this, again, to your point, the principal then is like, you think that he's going to get just reamed for this. And then the principal's like, you're a great teacher. And how did it feel to beat that guy up? <laughs> the best part is when she he leaves and she like... That awkward punch. She has like a weird punch like in the and office. holds it. I love it. That's awesome. It's the <laughs> that should be that should have been the ending of the movie. Yes, <laughs> that would have been great. Like, don't know if Chris yeah. gets his kid. Don't know if Joyce <laughs> figures it out, but that's okay. Well, they could have brought her back and like punched, like knocked out the Chris's mom or something. Yeah, that's that, true. That would have been nice. That would have been a good That'd touch. A good moment. Um, during all of this, there's a quick little cutaway where we go back to Cindy getting handed some oh, drugs that's right we forgot we were like cindy getting some bad stuff that's right and then we cut back and we see that cindy has od'd must have been a crackhead got a hold of the wrong stuff <laughs> that's right <laughs> oh man but she's she's gone and then immediately the there goes your witness yeah witness is gone get back crisp is gonna go free he's a free man oh it's a bummer so crisp and his mom meet up afterwards and they're like all right we're gonna head and they're gonna go after joyce and dominic so they take off they get to the town and I gotta tell you, another unrealistic thing for me, this scene in the toy shop. Oh, we keep trying to buy that toy. And he's like, I'll offer you oh. four times. Yeah, four times that? If that thing is a hundred bucks, that it's four hundred bucks. Yeah. Come like, on. I will you're absolutely clearly taking the deal. Drive to the next tier, nearest town with four hundred dollars and buy one and still have three hundred and fifty dollars in your pocket. That's what I'm saying. Like, especially when he when he goes to four times. That's like, ridiculous. That's yeah, that's just absurd. I mean, so I was like, I can't totally blame him. He's like, hey, here's four times the amount of money. So, and then he ends up knocking him out and taking it. Yeah, and like, he's a beating the crap out of him. He's like, hey, I don't blame you, man. I'll offer he you 400 for the, bucks for this. He goes for the knee to the stomach, stomach strike, which right. I was like, oh, man, are they going to give us another, like, knockout stomach punch? But then yeah. he slams his face into the car door. It's like, okay, that's... Oh, yeah. That one I'll go with. So, then Phoebe tells Kimball about Cindy overdosing and that they have to, you know, get Joyce and they have to not only get her to admit to all this, but they've got to get her on on record. Otherwise, they're not going to offer her police protection. That's right. Which I don't fully understand why. I mean, other than the, like this, the, the hard ass detective yeah. you, captain like, that can't do it. But they're it's not like, actively involved in the case. You can't protect them. That seems I, mean, I was like, I guess, but. Seems like a weird limitation. Yeah. Hey, did you notice at this... So, she tells him at this carnival scene, mm-hmm. you're having a carnival, like out, off into the distance. So this is Astoria, where mm-hmm. Goonies was filmed, off into the distance. And this scene especially, you can see those Goonies rocks. Oh, that's right. Remember the ra- big yes. rocks in Goonies? Yes. You can totally see them in this movie during that's the carnival scene. That's a good point. Scene. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but I, I can see that scene in my head. It's awesome. I'll tell you what, though. I Again... I never liked it when I was growing up, just because no, because kids are just it always is innocent. But again, as a parent, when she pulls him off that horse and he's like, "I don't want to leave again," I'm like, "Oh, I, mm, I know, I can't handle that stuff, man." Not to pick up and you know run somewhere new. That's, yeah, that is sad. I just the stuff like that's I'm I'm getting soft in my old age, man. <laughs> so like I am too. I'm a I'm a total I'm a total pushover. The whole the one thing I don't get is they keep. They start referencing like halfway through that uh, the mom Joyce might have like hidden money or something. Yeah, three they million th- dollars. They think they think that she has three million dollars that he obtained, you know, legally or whatever. Which they also kind of hint like she might get arrested for yeah, right. if she doesn't they, talk about right. it or That's, tell where it's at. Yeah, because Phoebe's O'Hara is kind of like tough talking her about where the money is, whatever. Yeah. And then she breaks down. She's like mad at Arnold, but she's also like, "There, there's no money. There never was any money." 
and that's just dropped. Yep. Like we just okay, we believe her. She like, she throw has a throwaway line when he's at the house. He's like, he told people there was three million dollars, so people would follow me. I guess, but still, that's it though. Like that's the end of it. Yeah, why would you want people to follow her? So I guess I mean so then that way he knows where she's at whenever she runs away, so he can try and get Dominic. I mean, like, but who would follow her? The police? It's, I don't know. Like, like you're not going to know the movements of the police. The, like, the strategy is terrible. Yeah, it's a weird move. Because then you're, like, on the hook for $3 million. Like, that they're going to come after you for. I'm also going to throw this out there. I don't know if you got got this vibe this time. There's this next scene where Crisp is... He gets the, the racetrack, and then he goes into the pharmacy, and mm-hmm. his mom's buying up all the kids' medicine and everything oh, yeah, else. yeah, that was weird. Well, it's weird, but there's also a little bit of, like, incest vibe I'm getting from these two, almost. Oh, like, really? I don't know why. Just, they seem, like, way I, too close for a son and mom. I got, a like, uh, an overprotective mom. Like, what's the thing where... Munchausen's? Munch, exactly. Like, in It, where, like, the mom oh, keeps yeah. giving the kid the medicine he doesn't need. Yeah. I got one of those vibes. That's true. Like, that's, like, she's been... Yeah, like she said, like he's like, I never got sick. That's because you always took this medicine. I don't. It, maybe it was just me, but like, there's just some times in this movie, I was like they're a little too close for comfort for me. Yeah, they are. It's weird. It's a weird mother son vibe, for sure. So anyway, that's like I said. So Kimball goes to the goes to Joyce. I say Joyce's house, but it's the place that they're staying. And then she's like, Dominic's gone. I don't know where he is. And. He's like, well, did he say anything? He said he's going to go hang his lasers, but Kimball knows that that's... He goes to the tower and thankfully gets there in enough time because, of course, the kid slips and <laughs> he's going to fall, but... Dumb kindergartner. Catches him. No big deal. Um, Joyce tells Kimball that there was no money and Chris told people that they would go looking for her if they said that there was money, which, again, terrible decision, terrible whatever. Yeah, odd choice. And then I'll tell you what's another weird thing for me. Kimball starts telling Joyce more about his son mm-hmm. and the fact that his ex-wife basically wants nothing to do with him, doesn't want Kimball in his son's life. And he's like, I don't want to lose you. And then they kiss. I was like, so you just tell this story about this yeah. <laughs> relationship that has clearly gone south. You're not a part of it. You're not involved in your kid's life. It's like, hey. Don't worry, I want to be involved in your life now. Yeah, it's, it is weird. Hey, that's a red flag for me, pal. No kidding. I got one guy that I'm trying to escape a kidnapping from. I don't need another problem. Yeah, and you've just lied to me for you know mm-hmm. the entire time I've known you. I was waiting for the... No, the rest of it was me. I just... <laughs> <laughs> so, the next day... Phoebe comes with, and she's you know pretending to be somebody to give a lecture on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the strangers. The strangers. Yeah, stranger, stranger danger, danger. Which is which pays off. Very timely. It sure is. Don't talk to strangers. Call them out. And then the exact same time, Chris was talking with the principal, pretending to be a parent. Oh yeah. Moving to the area. Good move on his part. Yeah. Very smart. Dastardly. It is dastardly. Uh, and then Chris sees Kimball through the window. And he's like, oh, okay, this is no good. And then he goes to the car, gets a gun. And then I felt like it was overkill. I mean, I remember this scene, him spraying the lighter fluid in the library. Like, those old books are just going to go up. Why would you? You don't need lighter fluid. It killed me that that he started the fire in the library. That's just just rude. Well, he's he's obvious Nazi. He's burning books. Oh, that's true. It's a few few weeks that we've talked about book burning, so. That's your brony. I don't care about that. Probably a lot of, probably a lot of good books met their met their maker that day. Yeah, Old Yeller, 
That's cool. Definitely had an old yeller. Nobody there. cried when old yeller got shot at the end. <laughs> um, so yeah, then the fire alarm obviously goes off. They start evacuating. Um, and then for some reason, did you notice like when they first start going out in the hallway, like the light fixtures start doing that? Yeah. I was like, why are the lights exploding? I, I did notice that. Was that like, was what, weird. What it was like the... creating even more chaos. Yeah, that's just not, that's not good. Um, that was weird. And then Kimball's trying to keep an eye on Dominic, but they get separated because there's a lot of chaos and people tripping. And again, kids running through a smoky hallway, crying and tripping over each other. I'm like, I don't, I don't like this. You know, there's a scene too where Arnold comes out and like wipes out a teacher. He's like, Yeah, dude, that was like, whoa. I don't like any of that. Like that slammed. Good, bo- the good thing is Dominic had the wherewithal to grab the ferret. He did. So he is at least saving the ferret. He's got the ferret, and then. Crisp snags him up mm-hmm. during the confusion, and the kids immediately point out, call out, "Stranger danger!" I just want to know. I just want to know. It was the red-haired kid first. It is. Kid's a hero. It sure is. Because then it alerts John Kimball. It does, and Kimball goes after him, thankfully, and Crisp is, finds a quiet room, tells Dominic he's his son, and it's this like whole back and forth, like I'm your son, and we're the same, and blah blah blah. Which again, I just like, man, this is way more intense than I remember it. <laughs> and then immediately intermixed with all of this, Kimball breaks up this awkward makeout session between two middle school kids. Oh yeah, that was weird. It's like what the We thought it was just a drill. That yeah. was uh the boy is uh Ivan Reitman's son. I don't know if it's Jason Reitman, but it's one of his kids. Oh, okay. And then the girl the his daughter is also in it. Remember when uh Joyce like hands over the like they're doing English or something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and she's she said, like, take over. she's like, Catherine, can you take over? That's his. Uh, that's his daughter, Catherine. Oh Reitman, okay. Who's actually kind of funny. She's in that working mom show from Netflix. Oh nice. She's actually pretty funny. Well, because I know. And she's a voice of one of the nerd lucks in Space Jam. Nice. Bada bing, bada boom. You just, there. See, you said you were off tonight. And you just rattled off some impressive stuff there. Totally redeemed He's myself. Back. <laughs> Well, because I know too, in Ghostbusters too, that kid at the beginning, he's like, you know, you you guys are full of crap. I think that's one of his kids too. That's one of the Reitmans. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Is he, was he the one that directed the newest one? That's what I was thinking. Is that Jason? I'm pretty I sure think that's so. Jason. I don't know if the kid was Jason, but I think Jason is the now director producer. I could look it up, but I'm not gonna. That's right. That'd be too easy. We'll just assume. Um. So then, yeah, Joyce slash well, so anyway. What's her name? Rachel? It, her real name is Rachel That's from Rolla. We've been calling her. Or for, no, for, yeah, from uh, no Hannibal, Missouri. She's from Hannibal? Yeah. They say that? They do. I had I totally missed that. Yep, they do on the plane. Dang it. I love Hannibal. My, I have some cousins from Hannibal. Handball? Hannibal, Missouri. Mark Twain. Did you uh, Did you notice, too, so I, when they're outside, Phoebe tries to get back in, and that firefighter is like clear. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Dame, you know, don't be going back in there, doll. Like, I was like, oh, okay, this is New York. Right, I'm a police officer. New York, Oregon. Yeah. When I need a parking ticket, I'll come check it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then uh, Chris Mom runs Phoebe Yeah, out. runs her over, Hit man. run, right in the Dude. middle. There's got to be witnesses where she's at. Crushed her. There's so many people outside that school. Somebody had to see it. Seriously. Um, and then Joyce, Rachel, whatever her name is, they go in, and she finds Crisp and Dominic. And there's this big standoff with them. And then Kimball gets there, you know, put the gun down and everything else. And Crisp is going to shoot Kimball. But thankfully, the ferret that never bites anybody jumps up, bites him in the ne- bites Crisp in the neck, mm-hmm. which causes him to shoot Kimball in the leg. <laughs> Kimball drops his gun. And then 
I mean, Chris holds the ferret very gently throughout the entire part of this, which I thought was a nice touch. And then Kimball grabs his gun and shoots Chris and kills him. <laughs> it's like eight things happening in like a span of like four seconds. There was a lot going on. But he gently holds that ferret the entire time, if you go back and watch. Does he really? He's oh. got, yeah, he's got him like, his oh. belly's like right in his hand. You can tell he's not squeezing. I was like... That's nice. That's nice of him. Good for you. Good job. Um, And everything seems like it's going to be okay, but yeah, then Kimball the, all of a sudden... Then the mom comes. Gets zapped. That was, the, dude, that was hardcore when she came in and just shot him. Like, mm-hmm. She's not messing around. Where's my son? He keeps shooting, getting closer, but thankfully Phoebe's there. It's so strange that, yes, Phoebe attacks with the baseball bat. Where do you think she found that baseball bat between getting hit by the car and finding them in the well shower? I did a little research. It's a Don Mattingly Louisville Slugger model. A Jose Canseco bat? Yeah. Tell me you didn't. <laughs> so I'm thinking it's that firefighters, the New York firefighters that bat. That would make sense. He's a huge John Manningly fan. I'd buy that. Yeah, I don't know. That works. That's she, she did. That was that was a pretty vicious attack on her own part. It, it was the baseball bat. Two swings, me hitting you, you hitting the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So it, it's a weird relationship though. Where uh, why does he even want his son? He has like this criminal activity. Like, is he like love his kid? Like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. I believe that because then like two seconds later he's like holding a gun to his head and it's like right and he slaps joyce so it's like he's clearly yeah i don't think he likes joyce he's he's clearly gonna be abusive why does he want his kid so bad i, I don't on know. the principal i think so obviously the mom nobody gets away with it yeah the mom wants to have the grandson in their life but yeah it's like dude but i'm t- see that's my point like crisp and his mom it's almost like they're gonna be yeah they're weird they're husband weird. and wife raising dominic i was like this is i ugh. She was like talking about all those like medicines she was buying too. Mm-hmm. My mind went that they were like because there's a lot of like drug like they could yeah. drug him like make him sleep. I'm like, oh, that seems nefarious. Yeah, this whole thing is just ugly. I'm not liking where this is going. No, but thankfully, um, Crisp is dead. His mom gets taken away in handcuffs. Kimball right. and uh, well, Phoebe gets out under kind of her own power, but Kimball gets wheeled away in an ambulance. And then, like you said, those kids see that. That's a lot of trauma. So they got a fire. Dude, these kids, yeah, exactly. Fire drill. Like a, one of their classmates is abducted. You see, their teacher's been shot. Yeah, it's like holy god. Like he's almost he non-responsive when he goes past them. Dude. So it's like, is he dead? Like yeah, not yeah, not yeah. It's crazy. But Kemble, thankfully, he's recovering. Tough guys don't eat Jello. <laughs> I don't know if you know that or not. I heard that. And then Phoebe gives him this weird kiss. Dude, it was like. So, first of all, it's on the lips. Yeah. I guess if it was like a peck, I'd be like, okay, you know, it's a movie, 90s movie. But, dude, it, it lingered. It does. She, like, re- she like romantically kissed him. It's less than a minute later, His her fiancé walks in, too. The fiancé walks in. It's like, is she having, like, second thoughts? Yeah, I just, it's weird. It was it was more than a friend's kiss. And then, basically, her her fiancé does his best Frank Drebin to, like, mess with the, <laughs> the hospital bed and yes. everything. Like... <laughs> cocaine that's a pretty tall order Nordberg I'm gonna need, need some time <laughs> I love you I love you too oh god I'm not gonna rest until we find him <laughs> now let's go get a bite to eat <laughs> oh boy oh, and then, thankfully Kimball comes back rejoices kids are happy to see him right. um, Joyce is happy to see him and then uh oh they're gonna do it <laughs> That's right. That's a good line. But my favorite part of this entire last scene. Okay. 
the substitute teacher in the background. Did you see her? Uh, I'm not sure. She had like dark hair, right? Yes. I remember what she was doing. As so, she's watching this whole thing. Like she jumps when he blows the whistle. Which, to be fair, yeah. I would be I would be jumpy too. She's standing there the whole time. The kids come pile on, and then Joyce comes in, and they start making out, and she's in the background clapping and smiling. Oh, really? Yes. That's awesome. She's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, good. I did not notice that. I was like, oh, my God, that's terrible. Good for you. Is that Was the sub the like assistant, like the office I administration don't, I lady? I didn't look that close. I don't, it it might have been, been her. She was kind of weird. It's something she would do. But even still, it's like... That's funny. Yay! And then... John Kimball went home, went back home to Chicago, mm-hmm. where he met up with his brother, Dr. Richard Kimball, mm-hmm. and they celebrate. They celebrated the anniversary of Richard and his wife. That's right. Which, unfortunately, a few years later would be cut to, short. Which led to another death. It's tragic. <laughs> well, that's great. That'd have been a great pitch for a movie. Wouldn't that be cool? What a combined universe of. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Dr. Richard Kimball and John Kimball were mm-hmm. brothers or something, or. Cousins or something, yeah, yeah. be great. I, I like it better than twins. Honey, my Ukrainian or Ukrainian, my Austrian cousins coming to stay with us for a few weeks. You wouldn't have to worry about getting beat up by the one-armed man if he Arnie's around. Oh, that's a great point. That she, his wife, would still be living today. Arnie would have made him a no-armed man by ripping one of the, the other arm off. <laughs> so true. I'm the party pooper. That's right. Well, hey, that's uh, we Kindergarten Cop. What are your, is. what are your, do we do initial thoughts first and then MVPs? I yeah. forgot. Let's yeah, do let's initial do, thoughts. Initial thoughts. Um, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched this all the way through, honestly. Like, I'll catch it on TV, kind of clips of it here and there. Yeah. I'm so glad that we watched this, though, because it just brought back memories of watching it as a kid. Like, watching it now, yeah, there's some definitely some, like, dark stuff that as an adult, I'm mm-hmm. like, and again, you're we're more jaded now with the way things are and the way the world is. It's yeah, just, for sure. When we were kids, it was just like, oh, it's whatever, no big deal. But yeah. overall, still like a lot of fun watching this movie. There's obviously some great lines, some very memorable lines, and uh, <laughs> yeah, overall, I still very much enjoyed watching this. I'm right there with you. It was like I hadn't seen it in forever as well, probably since like junior high, maybe. It, like it had been a long time. I'd forgotten a lot of a lot of details about this film, but those. Scenes with like the kids in the classroom were like burned out of my memory forever. Oh yeah, and like that stuff's just very nostalgic and it's kind of makes you I don't know gives you a good feeling about watching it. So yeah, overall I was pretty pretty entertained. I'm right there with you, man. Okay, MVPs. I will before I let me before I go on though. Yes, let me say I will say I remember this movie being better than what it was. Yes, I do want to say that. Like, yes. I, I always, like, in my mind, I think of this as being one of my favorite Arnold movies, but, like, after watching it again, and, like, like we said, there's some great nostalgic moments, but it, this movie has a real identity problem, and it's, like... It does take it, away. It, it 100% is, like, a little messy, and I don't know, now that I've seen it again, it's, like, I'm not sure it's in my top five Arnold movies. Yeah, no, I agree. Not too sure here. There's still some funny parts, but I agree with you. Like, yeah, it, it definitely... It's not as good as the as, differences and the like the tone and like yeah mm. there were some down parts for sure yeah but yeah okay let's do MVPs yes sir who you got you can do anyone but Arnold anybody but Arnold um man that's tricky I got I'm gonna do this just because um it's totally random but just for some reason when I was watching it this time it reminded me of my oldest daughter the little suspenders girl oh, great pick I. 
Love that girl. Or yeah. she's like, I don't want to be a police officer. I want to be a princess. Yeah. Like I'm almost a hundred percent sure I've heard those exact words come out of my oldest that mouth. So yeah, that girl I think was her name was Emma. In Emma, the movie. right? Or yeah, Emma, because it's. I feel like she was named. Was she named after some? I think you're right. I think it was Emma. I feel like it was Emma. Something like that. Yeah, she was great. I would give definitely give her a best best kid of the film. Yeah, she was my favorite too. I like the other kid. That, like everybody's gonna die. He he did make me laugh too. But <laughs> that kid was pretty yeah, good. Her, the, her reactions and stuff are just so genuine for a little kid. She's yeah, she was perfect. So they did a great I, job. I'll give it to her. I think she later went on to be in like the Beethoven movie, maybe. Oh, okay. Is that possible? I might be making that up. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen that all the way through. You're missing it. It's a, it's a good one. Is it? It's an award winner. What about Beethoven 3? Charles Grodin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, my MVP, I'm going to give it to Richard Tyson. Okay. Crisp. I mm-hmm. thought he was a very good bad guy. He's uh, he's very strange. He's, he's got some weird... He's not in it a whole lot, but in the moments he's in it, you, you, you hate him, but you're also kind of creeped out by him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. In a in a way, you can kind of like also kind of feel his pain. Like he's, you know, he's want the wanting. Well, for most of the movie, you think he's like actually wanting to be with his son, but I'm not so sure since he put a gun to his head at the end. So I don't buy it. But yeah, but yeah, I thought this guy does a pretty good job. I've always liked him because he's also in Three O'clock High, as we mentioned. But yeah, I I thought he was a good bad guy. Great '90s bad guy has a ponytail. Exactly. I mean, especially early '90s. Great bad guy hair. Yeah. No doubt. Good call. I, I'm right there with you, man. All right. Should we rank? Let's rank. Let me pull up my board here. To the leaderboard. This is film number 85. 85, we're getting there, man. Yeah, we're, we're just creeping there. along. I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. weirdo. Okay. I've I've pre-ranked here. I have as well. I'm going to put Kindergarten Cop at spot number 41 of 85 mm-hmm. with a 5.4. Which is what I give like every movie now. But <laughs> it's underneath Point Break and just above Halloween three. Okay. But so there. it's still pretty enjoyable then, because yeah, I, I, mean, I know you're high on Halloween three. So upper, it's upper half, mm-hmm. but these are all movies for the most part I enjoy, so that's still pretty good. But in my mind, I was thinking it was going to be a lot higher. But 41, 41 ain't ain't, yeah. ain't too bad. Terminator two is above it. Oh, I was looking for that. The Arnold movies. I am not far off ranking-wise from you, so it's going to go into my number 52 slot in between GoldenEye and Terminator 2. 52. I'm going to put it above Terminator 2, actually. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, 4.6. All right, so uh, what uh, what are we doing next week? Okay, so next week we are we're not doing an, an 80s movie. We're not doing a 90s movie, but we're totally doing an 80s slash 90s movie. It's recently been uh, released to Prime. It's now streaming on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. It is a film starring your favorite actor, Ben Affleck. Yes. yes, he's And Matt hero. Damon. He's a hero of mine. And the subject surrounds the greatest basketball player of all times. Without question. Basketball shoes. Yes. And that film is Air. Air Gordon. <laughs> Gordon. From Wild Wild West. <laughs> no, it's exciting. It's all-star cast. Got... Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and Jason Bateman. And uh, Viola Davis. Viola Davis, yeah. Um, this will be interesting. It's not uh, not necessarily uh, a fastball down the middle for us. High fly ball to left and good. Bye. 
Hey-o. But it might be something that we can still take a swing at. Um, That's right. We're going to do our best. No, appreciate the suggestion, Sister Dr. Hightower. Um, I know you sent in a couple. This was one that we were going back and forth between your two, so we will still get to Labyrinth. Maybe. If you're nice. Yeah. Depends on how you behave. Um, But no, thanks for the suggestions. Everybody else that's listening in, yeah, don't hesitate. Send suggestions. We'll take them into consideration. Um, Even if we don't get to it during our normal stretch, we can add it to the Friendsgiving ones when we just do the drawing randomly. So That's right. We're, we're happy to do it. Appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate uh, all the time, effort, and energy. And, uh, you know, again, God bless America. That's right. See ya. Bye.